Welcome to Geek Salad Classic. I am your host, Jay LaRock. This podcast is powered by ObsoleteGamer.com and the Mascot Studios Podcast Network. You can find this podcast on Himalaya, iTunes, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. Here on Geek Salad Classic Series, we feature interviews with developers, programmers, and gaming experts on the subjects they know best. Now, as you will see, some of the questions and answers are dated because maybe the game was in pre-release and sometimes it was even at the beginning of its crowdfunding stage. But we still think the discussion was fun and informative and it'll be something you like. And I hope you will. So without further ado, here we go. And we're going to be talking about Seven, The Long Days Gone. And it's really cool because I like the type of style that this does, the isometric style, and also the stealth style. And one of the things that it got a lot of praise at PAX East, but just tell me, what was it like just, you know, going to PAX East? Because with E3 coming out, people talk about the difference between PAX East and E3, just having that style where a lot of gamers come and it's more, you know, personal. You have a lot more gamers. What was it like having people come and play the game and give it so many good reviews? Because a lot of people really like it. Well, to clar- clarify, I was not present at okay. PAX East, but um, from, from our team members, I heard that the vibe was really positive and we really wanted to check how people will react on our game because this is our first product um we are experienced in the game game dev um market and so on but this is our first own game and we really wanted to see how people react to it so uh, i can say that they were really excited and we are really excited too and we got a lot of useful feedback and we will of course use it to make our game even better but um, we were not expecting that scale of a feedback actually so I would like to thank everybody that played a game and left the comment for us because this will be really useful in the future so you guys like right now you're in Poland yep yeah, so that, see, that's cool. One of the things with Obsolete Gamer, we've been able to talk to a lot of different people all over the world. Um, what is the gaming scene like in, in Poland? Because I've never got to speak to game devs or people in Poland. Like, What can you tell us about the gaming scene or like gamers out there? Well, um, first of all, we have really many companies here in Poland. And I'm sure you heard about some of the biggest ones, like... CD Projekt with The Witcher and Techland and many others like People Can Fly or Flying Wild Hog. So these are the companies that are, that are based mostly in, in Warsaw. Mm-hmm. And they hire a lot of people to work on their games, so they are huge players here. But um, I was counting recently how many companies we have here in Poland, and it was like around 72, including triple A's and indies developers and so on so uh, it's kind of many many developers here uh, but they are spread across whole Poland here um, we are based in Bielsko-Biała which is like near the border with Czech Republic it's in the south of Poland Bielsko is a small city it's like um, I'm not sure about the popula- population right now but it's really small and we are so far um, one of the two game dev companies here. 
So um, in the south of Poland, there are not too many of them. The nearest biggest city, big city is Katowice. And in Katowice, you can find some of the companies that hire many, many people to work on the games. But here in the, in the south, it's only us and one other company. So most of the companies are based in Warsaw and some big cities like Kraków or Wrocław. But beside the big cities, it's not so it's not so popular to work in game dev. Yeah, and you guys actually at, at Fool's Theory, you have some of the people from Witcher that came over and worked on, on working on this game too. So that's really cool. You guys have experience and all that working on this. Well, um, there are two people, mm -hmm. including me and head of the Fool's Theory studio, uh, Jakub Rokos. But um, we also hired uh, people from other projects uh, based in Warsaw. So, of course, they share uh, their experience with us and it helps us a lot, actually. The experience helps a lot. So as far as Seven itself, I really like the style of having like the stealth. And for people that are not you know, familiar with like the isometric, think like uh, Neverwinter Nights, Diablo, you have like that top kind of side looking style. And then it's also stealth because I mean, you have the R RPG style where, you know, you have the story driven, you also have gear, um, you have like the combat, things like that. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about the story? Like, I, I know that you're playing the role of a master thief. You have the sandbox style, so you can uh, travel around around the sandbox. You have parkour, meaning like uh, you can climb around on things. You're not really uh, trapped uh, in, in uh, one spot. I really like that because a lot of games, you look like you can climb up on something, but you really can't. Here you can climb up on things. But can you give us a little bit about the world uh, in 7? Yep. So um, once the civilization was really powerful and then the people lost it. So something happened and they returned to Middle Ages. So that's where we are now in Middle Ages. And um, there is this advanced technology surrounding people all the time. And um, there was this guy, Drugun, who saw the potential in excavating and using the technology. So he built his power on it and he founded the greatest power there is in this present world, which is the Vetral Empire. So the Vetral Empire is everything and everything belongs to Vetral Empire. And Pech, which is name of the island where um, game takes place, is kind of a um, prison colony. So let's think about it as of Australia, maybe. Of course, it was like, it was really neglected island at the end of the world. But then something happened and Vetral saw a potential in being here. So they just invaded it. They took everything. They told farmers that were living there that, well, you now belong to the empire and you are really indebted. So you need to work for that. And um, Pech consists of two kinds of people. Uh, there are slaves who are like the prisoners sent to Pech to work their debt out. And free people who are really rich and they um, pay for, for being there actually, for working for the empire and maybe to make some profit. But that's questionable actually. <laughs> So that's when we start. We start our um, our demo when uh, you are sent to the to the colony, 
and you have a specific task here but first of all you need to you need to find out how the rules work here what are you allowed and not allowed to do as a prisoner because you are a prisoner and many of your fellow prisoners well they committed some crime or not they maybe just crossed somebody powerful but now you are here and you need to survive yeah and it's really cool because you they talk about the classless rpg because i mean you're a thief but you're not just set to like the the thief rule like you can do different things um in the fighting, like they talked about in the, the demo, that you have different combos that you can do. Uh, but since I didn't get to play it myself, can you tell us, uh, is there more that you'll be able to do in the fighting beyond just combos? Like, will there be uh, more weapons, more different fighting styles that you'll be able to do later on in the game? Yep. So first of all, you're a thief. So um, you can go into the close combat with many opponents, but you're not a war machine, right? So it should be difficult for you. Mm -hmm. uh, we have like short weapons, like wide weapons, and of course the ranged weapons. So we have like the close combat and range combat here. But also we will be able to use magic. Ah. And there will be few kinds of magic, as I can say for now. And the magic will be will be will be really based on the world. So it will be well connected to the shape of the world. And you will be able to use some, some tricks to help you survive. Yeah, and I saw that as far as the magic, you also have like techno magic. So there's items that you can use that, you know, it's not the inner magic, but it's like one-use weapons that, con that do t kind of like magic. Um, yeah, and it's strongly connected to one of the fractions, because under the Emperor there are two main fractions. Technomages and Biomancers. So first of all, Technomages are like regular army. You need to conquer something, you send the Technomages in. Because they're like heavy tanks, right? And um, they can use technology um, which belongs to them, which belongs to Drogon. Uh, so they, their weapons are really powerful and their armors can take a lot of damage and so on. So they are like elite and only soldiers they are. And on the other hand, biomancers are mm, some mix between church and the hospital, actually. Hmm. So they refer to Drugun as the source of the religion, and people come to them um, for the guida guidance and so on. They are kind of preachers, but on the other hand, they are able to kill uh, to heal people. Sorry, but for a very high price. And this techno magic is based on technology. Mm, possessed by technomancers, basically. Now, you also can have different gear. So you can have stealth gear, so you can go around and be more thief-like. But then you can also put on gear for defense. I also saw that, even though there isn't that much information yet, I know you probably can't reveal stuff, it, there may even be crafting. Do you know if there's a little bit more information on that, or is it still in the works? Well, it's still in the works, but... I can say there will be crafting awesome. because uh, <laughs> because we are, we are a thief guy, right? So so you steal a lot of loot and then you need to do something with it. So uh, we are still working on it, but I can say for now that there will no be an uh, there will be no um, 
colorful indicators like we know from Diablo and so on. So the yellow and purple and blue items are better than not colorful items. Uh, so there will be no such thing here. And um, we like this rule that one man's trash is another man's treasure. So you will have to decide on your own which is useful in this very particular moment for you. Because it doesn't mean that if you can't use this glass bottle right now, it won't be useful in the future. Yeah, and that makes sense. And another, yeah. another thing that's really cool that I was seeing about the stealth aspect was that when you're sneaking around, like the, the weather, the time of day, all that can hinder, which really makes the whole stealth act aspect even more intricate. Because if, you know, the sun's out, obviously you can't sneak around. If it's raining, it, it changes. And even things like the, the trees, the leaves can affect how the guards see you. Can you tell us a little bit like how that that works like the weather effects things like that um so first of all let's divide it into um two groups mm -hmm. we have day and night system which affects uh, sight of npcs and then we have the weather system which affects the hearing of the npcs so um it's self-explanatory right so during the day they see you better and during the night they see you worse uh but according the weather system um when it rains, uh, oh, and of course we have uh, some weather seasons. So we have this dry season and wet season, like, like in the in the real world, right? So in the wet season, uh, there is not so much rain, but it by but uh, in uh, sorry in the dry season, but in the wet season the rain falls almost all, all the time uh, with like short intervals only between, and when it rains, first of all puddles occur. So when you right. step into a puddle, it's really easy to hear you. It's easier to hear you than outside of the puddle. But also when it rains, uh, people hear you less. So the rains dampens the, the hearing of the NPCs and it's easier to hide and sneak by. So as far as character pro uh, progression in RPGs, you can add things like your strength and things like that. How will the character pr uh, progress in 7? Well, we are still working on it. So there will be a possibility to improve your statistics, but that's kind of too early to talk about it right now. <laughs> oh, okay. And I know that overall uh, we're looking at you know, like 10 hours of campaign, and then of course there's side quests, and then you guys are going to continue adding things. So I guess in, in adding there'll be like more side quests, more stories that you guys will add into the future? Yep. So... Uh, we plan the main story to be like 10 hours long, more or less, but um, this is open world, right? So there will be a lot of stuff hidden for players who really like to look around and dig for stuff and so on. So I don't know how much time will it take to fulfill everything, uh, every task there is, but yes, um, with the main story and additional stuff, I hope it will be more more than 10 hours. Awesome. And I guess the most important thing, I know that uh, some people speculate it could be uh, later this year, maybe t uh, 2017. When can we hope to maybe see uh, uh, Seven come out? When it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the ultimate. <laughs> when it's finished, when it's ready. Yeah, when it's finished. When it's, uh, sorry, really enigmatic, but we haven't decided yet. 
Okay, well, I mean, it looks cool. Um, almost every time, well, pretty much every time I see anyone talk about it, because I, I looked on many sites, everyone's saying, hey, this looks cool, especially people that like that style. They're, they're, they're hammering for it. They, they like that style. They like the way it looks. They like the art. Uh, everyone that's got a chance to, to see it, people that went to PAX, they, they like it. So, I mean, this looks interesting. Uh, I, I, I wish I could have went out there and played it, because that looks cool. I want to get my hands on it. So, I, I can't wait to try it out. It looks really good and thanks Carolina for coming on and talking to us about it. It was great talking to you. Thank you.